The ball got stripped away. In the air, the Browns fight for the ball, and it's picked up by Miles Garrett. He's going to score. Touchdown. Living large, baby. I'm here. Football. I feel Football's good. Back. Yeah, that was a much needed like three weeks off. I think I think it was really needed. But now we got the boys are back in town. We got football starting back up. Life is good. Yeah, we don't. I was really hoping, you know, we'd give it two weeks. We'd be able to find uh, find out what the suspension was going to be, so we'd have something to talk about. But you know, they're not going to help us out. Maybe next week or the week after, or you know, well, maybe never. Um, but we have a great guest tonight, Brad Stainbrook from OBR and uh, ESPN Cleveland joined us to talk about training camp and some good discussions. So we got that for you guys. But I mean, man, there's been some news dropping today, not just Browns news, but, you know, NFL news. Kyler Murray has gotten paid. And I, don't, I mean, I don't Corey, I feel like you're a little more of a Kyler guy than I am. But uh, that's a lot of money, man, especially when, you know, there's you have to throw in a caveat that you have to study for four hours a week which i feel like isn't that much for a quarterback yeah i mean kyler hasn't been great i think that's pretty pretty apparent i mean i think i i think that that's kind of common sense that he's not a superstar i mean he's probably a pro bowler but like mitch trubisky was a pro bowler like he's better than mitch trubisky like much better uh he's probably top 10 top 12 somewhere in that range uh I think the comments on like the con the contract thing is a little damning, like that they felt like you you had to they they needed this in your contract. To How does that get out? Like <sighs> our contracts I, just public knowledge, I, and they just have to reveal no. everything that's written in it. So why no. would you put that out? How does that make any sense? I, I that that is I, I don't know unless it was Kyler. Like that's the only re- thing I can think about is like he was pissed. I mean he just got, but that doesn't make sense because he just got a shit ton of money. But like the Cardinals wouldn't wouldn't want to put that out for other prospective free agents. They're like, oh, they're gonna put stupid shit in my contract. The agent wouldn't wouldn't want to put that out because then it makes the agent look like he did a bad job that he couldn't negotiate this out of a one of his like he all he had would like in my opinion like all he really had to say was this is freaking Kyler Murray and there's twelve other twelve other teams will pay this dude. We don't need this. But it's in the contract, like so. The agent wouldn't have put that out because it makes him look bad at his job. So, like, I, I don't know who leaked that information. I don't know where it came from. It is wild. If you're not tracking, we basically Kyler signed his deal, two hundred thirty million dollars, and there was a caveat that basically says he can't play video games or have the TV on for four uninterrupted study hours uh, every single week. Which is, like I said, I just feel like that's. I feel like, you know, maybe I'm used to, you know, Peyton Manning, the Tom Brady's of the world who probably just like live at the, at the, uh, at their, God, dude, why can't I even say the word? Film room. What the hell am I doing? The facility. The facility. Why can't I think of the word facility? 
It's not even that hard of a word, but yeah, like uh, yeah, three weeks off, dude. Get I don't, dude. I don't. Jeez, jeez. Um, but yeah, it's just is that's that's not a lot, right, Corey? Like I'm not making that up. Four hours? No, a week. Like that's less than an hour a day. Like you would He's hope that you're back. <laughs> you would hope that your quarterback is doing that, like at minimum, like like in the morning, like right. like in the Monday like, morning. <laughs> No, it's wild. Like that's that's not a lot of time at all. They're basically holding his hand. It makes me think of like back when I was in the army. Like they literally had to hold our hands, do everything because they didn't trust us to do anything. Like it was like (laughs) you have to be watched twenty four seven. They don't expect you. Somebody else's finger was on your gun, which is totally fair because honestly, like there are a lot of idiots in the army. But like you know, there's you got stuck in a tree. A lot. Okay. All right. <laughs> that is uh that has resurfaced recently due to my wife. So, yeah. <laughs> She's really getting all the juice out of me as she, that she can because I think that her TikTok followers have uh grown exponentially from my uh me getting stuck in a tree video. <laughs> Maybe we could plug that in the episode. Uh so so our so our we can get our followers yeah. up. We need that we need yeah. to boost our we need her to plug nothing rhymes with orange on her TikTok channel, get those people over here. Now it's coming full circle. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Yeah, that's how we're doing it. But yeah, man, two thirty for Kyler. I wouldn't do it. I'm glad we do, we're not in the position to do it. I think he's um fragile. Is that fair to say? I think he's a little guy who's a little like, fragile. No sin. No, no like shame to the short kings. No, like no shame. No, I just think he's too small. I mean, he hasn't ever been hurt though. He was hurt last year. I feel like Was he's hurt ever. I feel like he's been I, hurt I guess Cole McCoy did start some games last year. Uh, let me look. Kyler Murray. I don't know if he's... He might have played all 16 his rookie year, but that might have been it. He only has only missed two games in three years, and they were both last year. Or he missed three games last year because 17-game seasons. But yeah, he's, he started every game the first two years of his career. It just, it, but even when, it, even when he was playing, he's just had those nagging injuries that I think you just get if you're just a little guy. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm just glad we're not, I mean, I guess, you know, we're in our own situation. So <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it could always be worse. We could be dealing with, you know, um, a crazy lawsuit, but at least we're not dealing with that. <laughs> but I'm glad we didn't have to, at least I know that the, the quarterback that we just gave $230 million is like rock solid, you know, when he's playing quarterback, you know, top five guy. So not jealous. And when he's getting massages. <laughs> Apparently he's not a top five customer because he's gotten a lot of complaints. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and then you know this kind of circles back to the whole Lamar Jackson thing. And I know the Ravens are getting a lot of heat, but I thought I read that it's kind of Lamar who's you know the one who is hesitant to sign the deal. What are you hearing? So I mean, I I don't hear shit. I don't have sources. Uh, but I, I as I would, a source, you have him. Well, that's true. I would say that. I mean, the Ravens definitely wanted another quarterback to get paid between Watson and him to kind of reset the market a little bit. To, so it wasn't the standard, like, oh, we give him a fully guaranteed contract. And it's, you know, I mean, Murray got more per year than Watson got, but it's, it wasn't fully guaranteed. So I think the the Ravens wanted a different precedent of like, this is this is the norm, not what the Browns gave Watson. Um, which again, still more per year than Watson, but uh, a big thing with Lamar, though, is he is his own agent. So, like, at a certain point in the season, like, he's in training camp now. Like, 
the window is probably a little closed. It's closing pretty rapidly with the time that he has. So um, I would feel like I don't understand why. I don't think the Ravens would be hesitant. I don't know. I guess that that is a good question, though. Like, is does he just not want to be there? If he is that hesitant. I mean, he's from Miami. Miami's obviously like they almost traded for Deshaun Watson at the deadline last year. Like Miami obviously isn't sold on Tua. Like I could, he could be a dolphin next year and I wouldn't bat an eye. They have, yeah, you, like you said, they have shown that they're ready to go big game hunting, but that would be why. I mean, they have done everything for him in Baltimore though. They've surrounded him, you know, outside of receiver maybe, I guess, but like they have, you know, they went from His Joe Flacco. wasn't great last year, though. They went from Joe Flacco, though, like in the middle of the season, it just changed everything for the guy, you know. Yeah. So I just, I just feel like I don't know. I don't know about that, but I mean, it would be interesting to see him in Miami. I wouldn't be mad if we didn't have to play him twice. With Mike McDaniel. Oh, that's true. I will say that. Um, oh, what's it? Greg Roman? He's a little bit stagnant as a play caller, play designer as well. Like. I think he he adapted the offense to Lamar, but hasn't really evolved it with Lamar since. So it just feels like, you know, Lamar's not the same player he was as a rookie. Like, he won the MVP as a sophomore. Like, he can continue to get better. He can continue to grow. So, like, why are we still calling similar, like, watered-down plays? Um, so I don't know if I'm 100% sold, 100% sold on Greg Roman as a as an offensive mind either. But so I think Lamar does have some merits. Again, he like he had the ghost of Andre, Alejandro Villanueva blocking for him last year. Like, right? I mean, Ronnie Stanley like tore his ACL two years ago, a year and a half ago. Uh, so like that's his best blocker. Um, so I, I, he doesn't have the best best offensive line in front of him. I think Bradley Bozeman at center did pretty well and got paid this offseason by. I think it was the Panthers who who paid him this offseason. I guess basically what I'm saying is I would the difference for me is I would give that contract to Lamar in a heartbeat and Oh yeah. and never look back. Like I would I mean, you got to pay your quarterback and you know Kyler Murray is definitely in the while I'm wouldn't want him as my quarterback. I mean, he's in the top half of the NFL, so I mean, you got to pay the guy, but I would just be I just if it is a Ravens thing, I'm like, what are you guys like, let's go. Let's get this done. Right. You'd think you would want it done before, like, Herbert and Burrow start getting paid. Like, Is, is uh, Burrow going to get paid? <laughs> you hey, maybe money. rights on the stadium, baby. They're selling everything out there. Them, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy the rights to Skyline Chili at this point, dude. They'll rename that, too, just in their chart. They're selling <laughs> furniture. <laughs> They're selling buildings in downtown Cincinnati. Anything they can to get the cash to pay Joe Burrow. They are hurting. And you know what? I don't want to say this, but like this is like a big talking uh, point for me. You know, when I'm trying to talk a little, I'm trying to stir the pot a little bit with my Bengals fans, friends. So I mean, it's like your broke asses can't even afford Joe Burrow. I mean, you know, we're we're out here throwing 230 million guaranteed at a guy we don't even know if he's going to play. So you know, they're going to just pick the stadium up and move it, move it across the river because cost of living is cheaper in Kentucky. There you go. That's a way. Yeah. That's a way the Newport Bengals. They're actually, they're definitely they should definitely build a practice facility in in Kentucky for sure. I mean, it shouldn't be outside underneath of an underpass. That's for sure. I think he ended his uh, press conference. Mike Brown did with literally anything is for sale. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the garage sale this weekend. <laughs> no, literally, it's, like, in the, it's in like the it's in the back page of the newspaper. Like Mike Brown. This was Boomer Tyson's locker in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. 
letterhead with outdated logos on it or something like <laughs> chad johnson you could you could buy a date with chad johnson they're just gonna start auctioning <laughs> off dates with him it's like the episode where where uh, larry has a fart jerry has a uh, fart attack in parks and rec and they do that auction for him they just start auctioning off a bunch of random stuff <laughs> here's the draft card we turned in when we took carson palmer first overall Reminds me of when I was a kid and I needed money to like buy whatever I wanted to buy next. And I would just be selling all of my belongings to just random people for like the lowest amount of money I could get <laughs> just so I could go buy something new. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be fun. But, you know, hey, you know, not our problem. Not our problem. And honestly, I'm fine if he goes to Miami. So send Lamar Jackson to Miami. One less time for us. Where we got to play. Could you imagine the speed if, he, if they did that? Lamar with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is just ridiculous. I wonder if Lamar Jackson becomes the most accurate quarterback in the NFL at that point. Or maybe you just switch gears and be like, <laughs> he's, the, he's the fastest quarterback in the NFL I've ever seen. So, Well, that, that's true already. Him or Vic, it's not really a competition outside of that. Uh, I mean, have you seen Daniel Jones? <laughs> Don't sleep on Daniel Jones, dude. I don't know how much longer he's going to be starting, but he is pretty fast. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we, uh, we learned a lot about Brad this episode. We also learned that Corey has a burner, so we'll get into that, too. That's a fun story. Can't wait to look for your burner after this. If I find it, you got to tell me if I do. So Okay, that's fine. You won't find it. <laughs> but All right. Let's get into the uh, Browns training camp because uh, that is happening this week. So let's go to Brad now. All right, and we don't have any Browns news relating to Deshaun Watson's suspension, but we do have some Browns news, and who better to discuss that with than the OBRs, ESPN Cleveland, um, basically uh, Browns Instagram Twitter royalty, Brad Stainbrook. Hey, what's going on, Brad? How you doing, man? What's up, man? How are you guys? Thanks for having me. I loved that intro. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> I mean, you're. Uh, I, let's just start there. I mean, you can you kind of, if you haven't already, I'm sure maybe you have, but can you kind of explain your almost like, like crazy rise that I feel like you've kind of had the last year? Like where, where do you, what do you kind of attribute yeah. that to? Like, how do you see that all? how do you see that whole thing kind of unfolding? Yeah. So I'll give you guys the full rundown. Um, I was sitting, I remember I was sitting, um, watching the Corey Coleman Steelers game drop on my couch. I was like, what, 16 at the time uh maybe 17 maybe 15 i forget um and i was like you know what i want to i want to cover the browns i was in high school at the time uh so i created an instagram account kind of blew off um because remember that off season then the browns traded for landry um tyrod taylor damaris randall those players so um that obviously helped but um you know i've been covering the browns on instagram and then a few seasons ago i was blessed with the opportunity to join you know the orange and brown report um, and then this summer i've been with espn cleveland interning so uh, it's just been a blast and um you know throughout the way i've been able to you know gain some pretty cool connections just um and you know fortunate enough to break some news which is always fun to be first yeah no describe doubt. the thrill of that so uh, yeah. obviously yeah so like obviously the, the winfrey news is the most recent where you know you were the first one to to blast out you know winfrey's agreed to terms his <clears throat> contract when he gets to cleveland tomorrow whatever what's the thrill in that yeah, so some people, it's weird. For me, I love it. Some people, like, don't care about that type of stuff. But for me personally, like, I love the build-up to that, like, getting that information being, maybe not necessarily first, but, like, having the access to go get that information. I think it's really cool. Um, and I just love building those relationships where people 
trust me with that information before it even comes out. Um, so yeah, it's just all about building connections. And then, you know, once somebody has that trust in you, I think it's a cool feeling um, to know that somebody would trust you with, you know, information. Win for news, obviously that wasn't really big, but you know, a couple other stories that I've had that people have been willing to give me um, versus other, you know, people in the town or in the industry, it, it really provides, you know, a lot of like, it, it makes me feel like really, really cool. Honestly, it's a, it's a great feeling. Yeah, for sure. So if, do you kind of like see yourself sticking around with the Browns or do you want to like build up to maybe be, you know, kind of cover a larger area or more teams or how do you, what's your kind of end goal, I guess? Yeah. I, guess I know you're still pretty young. I feel like that might be a little, yeah, I'm 20. I'm 20 right now, so um, I, <laughs> I don't want... even know what my end goal yet is. Yet, though, and I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, fair question. I get this a lot. And like, every time somebody asks me this, I start thinking more and more about it, but like, Right now, I think I envision myself in Cleveland um, for a while, but, you know, the end goal, I would love to be the next Adam or Ian. Um, that would be a cool feeling, but I have no problem sticking around Cleveland. I love Cleveland. I love downtown. Um, I think it's one of the most underrated cities out there, and, um, you know, I love Cleveland. I, I would not have any problems sticking around, you know, covering the Browns, um, you know, being a beat writer for the rest of my career. The fact that you just referred to those guys in first name only tells me all I need to know about, about your future. That's <laughs> yeah. how you got to work the room. You just start, start calling everybody by their first name or just make up their nicknames. That's how, that's how it goes. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, man, we'd love to have you stick around in Cleveland. But guys, we got, uh, we got training camp this week. Um, it's been the boys are back in town. Has it been the longest off season in the history of off seasons? It's been the busiest. So I will say in the past, like, I mean, I've covered teams for four years now. So like, you know, I, I, I've always been, you know, a Browns guy, but, but like, you know, when I first got my start as an editor, I, I was covering, I was, I was covering the Buccaneers for fan sided, which was a shit job, but like, yeah, I'm in charge of the site. I get to edit all this news, blah, 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 blah. Off season sucks content wise. Like it's so hard to fill a schedule in, in, in the summer. But this summer with the Browns is like, oh, there's content everywhere. Like, it feels like it's been the most productive offseason that I've ever seen from a fan base from like covering a team wise. Like, there's there's shit to talk about every day, everywhere around the corner. There's something new. Oh, they fucking signed Josh Rosen, which isn't a big a big story, but yeah, it's like they signed I mean, a former first round pick and it blows up. Like it just right, blows that up. got so blown out of proportion. <laughs> it it's, it was crazy. Once I saw his contract and how much was guaranteed, it, it told me everything I need to know. Yeah, exactly. So you guys he's don't think he's gonna challenge Jacoby Brissett to start? No, no, Jacoby, no way. Jobs for the backup job while Watson's suspended. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, he has no way of beating Jacoby. Uh, but Josh Dobbs, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. But I mean, the Browns had the option to sign Rosen when they signed Dobbs, and they went with Dobbs over him. So that tells me everything I need to know at the same time. You need forearms, and yep. can't. You need forearms. That's about it. So there's probably not going to be a ton of competition at quarterback, but you know there are going to be a couple of competitions throughout the rest of the roster. What is your? It can be between. It can be a room, but you know let's let's make it a little more interesting between maybe like two or three players. What's kind of your? What's kind of the uh, the matchup you're looking at? And in, in I'm assuming it's probably be, going to be geared towards the defensive side of the ball. But what? Who? Yeah. Corey, go ahead and give us two that you're kind of looking at. So the first one is going to be Anthony Walker, Jacob Phillips. A lot depends on Phillips' health. I mean, I know the Browns love Jacob Phillips. They've, I mean, they took him in the third round, and they still have high hopes for Jacob Phillips. Uh, we know JOK is locking down the will. 
Uh, and we know Sione Takitaki is playing Sam. Like, we know that. So that leaves Mike. And they brought Anthony Walker back, obviously. But I think they want Phillips to win that job. But obviously, it's kind of Walker's job to lose right now. So uh, Phillips and Walker is definitely the, the biggest I'll be watching. Uh, and then uh, with the departure of, of Troy Hill, it's kind of created this this competition for who is that cornerback who comes on the field in nickel packages. Because now we kind of assume, because he did it when Troy Hill was hurt last year, that Greg Newsom's kicking inside in nickel. So that's kind of that's kind of the assumption this year. Uh, unless somebody, you know, comes and blows the the door like the doors off at nickel which i don't see looking at you know pernell Mot- motley and those guys those, those, those kinds of guys but uh so now i, I i'm kind of watching is greedy williams gonna gonna be on the roster by the end of the camp is he gonna get traded uh and if he's on the roster that that competition between greedy williams aj green martin emerson when when because that's the assumption i'm operating under Newsom kicks inside in nickel packages, which they run nickel a lot. So it's basically a starting job. Uh, who's that third corner that's coming on the field to play opposite Denville? Um, so those are the two defensive. I mean, there's there's not really, you're right. I mean, you could say the defensive tackle room. Cool. Like, that's that's cool. Like, But I, those are the two, like, head-to-heads that I'm kind of looking forward to. Brad, is there anyone that he didn't steal from you that you're kind of uh, watching? I'll flip it to the offensive side. Everyone's again, everyone's gonna say the defensive line room and you know, fair, you know, fair saying that. But I want to talk about the running back room. I think it's very interesting. Uh obviously you have Nick Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt. I'd be surprised if they moved on from Kareem Hunt right now. I know he's on his last year, but gotta be surprised. But then you get to Felton, you get to Ford, and you get to Darius Johnson. Um, and you know, Jake Trotter mentioned in his piece last week that he wouldn't be surprised to see the Browns trade Dearness by the end of camp. Um, I guess I could agree with that, but the guy I'm looking at more than uh, Dearness is Felton. Um, the Browns bought it, brought in Grant for, you know, kick returning and punt returning. And they also were messing around with Ford in that uh, mini camp and OTA. Mm-hmm. So like me thinking like, so, when we were heading into the combine, I was told like by somebody very close to the player, so you know who that is, um, <laughs> that that uh, he would be exclusively in the wide receiver room. And then come minicamp, he was, or I mean, excuse me, exclusively in the running back room. And then come minicamp, he was with the wide receivers. So I don't know if I'm allowed to swear in here, but I was like, oh, what the fuck? Because, you know, I, I was Please don't that swear. Info. Please don't no, swear. No, we swear all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was, you know, I wasn't necessarily fed bad info, but at the time, but, you know, the Browns had obviously a high grade on Ford. So all the signs are pointing towards, like, Felton maybe being the odd man out unless the Browns get an unfairly, like, insane deal for Dearness Johnson. But that's just my two cents. But, yeah, uh, the running back room is something I'll be watching very closely in camp. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of that as well, I think you made excellent points. I don't think they cut Ford. Like, they're not going to cut a fourth. Yeah, round. no, I don't. Or fifth round, I'm sorry. Uh, but what it does come down to is, uh, you know, they they could trade Dearness. I think that's that's a possibility. But what it comes down to, if they try to keep them all, is that Ford is the most likely to clear waivers and land on the practice squad without getting poached by somebody else. Uh, and I think that that probably weighs into their minds as well in terms of of Felton being kind of the odd man out in that in that room as yeah. well. Yeah. Probably they probably feel like, oh, we could probably get him back on the practice squad if we do cut him. Which is yeah, I mean, I think this could be the first year Andrew Barry does have to cut a draft pick. Um, mm-hmm. This roster is stacked, and if that's Ford, if that's um, D. I mean, there's there's a couple possibilities. Defensive tackles in the, the room. room. Go ahead, Riley. 
You're talking about defensive. Well, the defensive tackle room is probably another room where he may have to end up cutting a draft pick just because they're so it's just so blah. Like what blah are you gonna roll yeah, with? Yeah, but the depth <laughs> is just not there. So I feel like everybody's safe unless they bring in a veteran later in camp. Um and if that's Sue, but I've been trying to pound the you know rock that I don't think Sue's in the picture. Like they asked Sue's camp to circle back during camp, so that just tells me like maybe we'll consider an injury. injury. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but um i'll tell you this when those sioux rumors came out those were coming exclusively from sioux camp and those were not coming from the browns so um again that tells me everything i need to know it was just you know the players trying to drive up the price i think or drive up even the interest honestly because the bucks they said no we're done so um that tells me everything i need to know honestly i saw that you get some uh getting some heat on that like uh, you don't people are saying you don't have sources or something i mean can you explain that a little bit i saw i know corey has gone to bat for you a couple of times so i just oh yeah i, I appreciate all the thing. other the other guys at the obr i think i'll be straight up like i'll be completely honest here i think it just factors into my age and like my background right now um and they don't think that a 20 year old can have these connections but i'll be straight up with you during covid um all I was doing was networking, you know, exclusively through my phone, um, building those connections. And then, you know, I was fortunate enough to travel this offseason to a few, you know, events like the Senior Bowl, the Combine, um, and putting my face towards, you know, my face in front of people that I've been texting. I think that went a long way as well. That's awesome. I usually just get ignored when I slide in people's DMs. I, so I'm glad. I it's nice to hear that you have a little bit of percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, I still get ignored plenty of times. So I would not take that personal. I mean, I see the screenshot, like you send screenshots all the time in the OBR Slack channel. Like I see this, yeah. I see this shit. And so like, I, I think it comes from like, it's a lot of people the same age as you, Brad, who are just probably like, oh, he gets to do this and I don't. So I, yeah. Um, and you know, it's yeah. cool. Like sometimes, it, sometimes the hate gets to me, but sometimes I kind of just embrace it. Um, and you know, who cares? I just couldn't <laughs> imagine spending energy on that. Like I'm yeah, going like, after this 20 year old every go time. Outside, touch grass. grass. Like I told somebody, <laughs> like <laughs> I told somebody on our site who was talking shit to me. I was like, go touch grass or something. You don't have to, you're paying to see what I post. And then you're going to talk shit. Like what's going on. I'm like, am I missing something here? It was just funny to me. Well, if you need someone to run your burner for you, I, I definitely got you, dude. I got nothing but time <laughs> on my hands. So I'll keep you in mind. <laughs> and I'm an excellent. Account? I'll be honest. I do not have a burner account, but I would love to hear if you guys have one. I wish I, I was important too. enough to have a burner account. <laughs> Corey, did but you yeah, see that's that? Really cool. I, I used to. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I, I kind of gave up on it. Like, yeah, no, I don't find really? it. I... What, was it, what was the name, Corey? Yeah, what was the name? I'm not telling you that. That's the, the piece <laughs> of purpose. Was, it was white lightning, wasn't it? No, I'm sorry. I'm not Alan Hill by <laughs> No, it's not Scott Alan Hill. I think he already has a couple burners, like running with his name. <laughs> Man, that guy. Dude, Brown Twitter is an awful place. It's also an absolute hilarious place at times. Yeah, so I mean, like... I do get some entertainment out of the daily. So, um, oh man, yeah, no doubt. But stuff. let's uh, let's uh, let's shift back to some uh, some Brown stuff. So we talked about you know the the competitions we're looking forward to. Um, is there a player that you guys are watching that you're, Corey, you said Greedy Williams. Is there another guy that you're kind of like, I don't know about this guy. I don't know. Maybe he's been on the roster the last couple of years, but he's really, he might be, uh, you know, trying to go uphill at this point to make the roster, I should say. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the cuts are pretty, pretty self, like they're, they're kind of obvious. I will say that the bottom of that defensive end room gets like yeah. beyond, beyond Clowney, beyond Garrett, beyond Wright. 
I think it's Isaac sticky Rochelle. with like two spots for like three. Yeah. There's like five guys for two spots right there. Yeah, I think Isaac Rochelle and Stephen Weatherly. I think those are two to keep an eye on, and I think they could be five. Really. One of the final spots. No, I think I think Weatherly will pass up Rochelle just because mm-hmm. from a money standpoint, right. um, Weatherly's more guaranteed. Rochelle, I believe it I don't believe anything's guaranteed there. Is there? Um No. Uh yeah. my my hot take is I don't think Chase Winovich is as big of a lock as people think he is. I mean, so let me ask you this. If Mac Wilson was still here, do you think he was a lock to make the team this year? Uh no. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I mean, so that's... I think you're trading a, a fringe guy for a fringe guy. Yeah, what they did. Like and we just we need depth at defensive end. So if we have a fringe guy at linebacker, we'd rather have that fringe guy at edge. Yeah, and I like not that I care, um, but it would be cool to see if Mac Wilson makes the team over there and if Chase makes the team over here because they were straight up player for player trade, which is you don't really see that a lot. Right. The Patriots had a lack of depth at linebacker. We had a lack of depth at edge, so it just kind of made sense. Like ah, oh, they're both on the last year of their deals, so you know yeah. what the hell. Corey, were you the one in Slack to talk about his hair, or was that Jake? Because he cut his hair, and now he looks... He did cut his hair. It wasn't me. Okay, yeah, it was Jake. And, uh, you know, Jake Burns, he made a comment. He was like, honestly, with his long hair, he shouldn't even make the team after he cut his hair, so... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you might lose a little something there, but... uh, What about, uh, you know, with the the draft pick and Dawson Deaton and, uh, you know, adding Ethan Poachers, do you think somebody like a Michael Dunn or a Blake Hans, who's been around a couple years, could be, you know, fighting uphill to make the roster? I think they have a tremendous amount of respect for Blake Hans and his versatility. Um, I know that he didn't do the best when he had to move around, but um, they have a ton of respect. Michael Dunn, I felt like last year, I know he was hurt a little, but it just felt like he was the odd man out when we were talking when Jedrick or um, uh, Conklin was out. Maybe they'll, maybe he'll get his shot, and we just didn't really see it. So um, I think Blake Hans is safe as of now, um, but you have to remember, you know, camp hasn't even started yet technically, so... Um, ask me in two weeks and that answer could be flipped around. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Blake Hans um, is safe right now. I know they have a lot of respect for him and they loved how he performed when he had to uh, last year. The only thing that would make me a little bit like, ah, on Blake Hans is that he's kind of redundant to Chris Hubbard and and they obviously prefer Chris Hubbard. Yeah, so and Chris Hubbard is Chris healthy. Is well, let's talk about Chris Hubbard. Like, do you think he's on the last year of his deal too? What's yeah? I mean, like yeah. that's a player ex- expiring contract. Like, I would have to look into how much guaranteed money. But like, what if they just feel more comfortable with Blake Hans and the people behind Hubbard? Like, he's getting up there in age, isn't he? He's got to be what thirty-two. So they did. So with Chris Hubbard, they restructured it, and I think they guaranteed his full. Oh, okay. deal when that. they restructured it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, his his dead dead money is going to be pre or post June one a trade. Oh. If they trade him, his dead money is only 150k. Oh yeah. But if they cut him, it's it's two and a half million, over two and a half million. So, I mean, if somebody takes him on like on the trade market, but his post June one dead money is pretty substantial compared to. Well, is Conklin going to be ready for the start of the season? Because that would probably factor in too. Do you really want to start? I mean, James Hudson got a lot of playing time last year, but I mean, do you really want to roll with that, especially if you're rolling with Jacoby? Yeah. Chris yeah. Hubbard was getting the the snaps at the ones during OTAs. That right tackle. Yeah. So I think I think that, yeah, that's kind of the place to start at camp too, probably. Yeah, one hundred percent. Who? I'm sorry, I was zoned out for a minute. Who do you ask about the uh, the camp? James Hudson versus Chris Hubbard at right tackle with yeah. Conklin so it feels like Hubbard's just kind of like I felt like he's been the odd man out. I know he got hurt, but I mean, the only way they could get out of his contract 
um, is trade. So um, maybe I, I still have a sense that Blake Hans will get the spot over Michael Dunn backup wise. There's Drew Forbes in the mix too, but I think I mean Drew Forbes is the Dorsey guy, and Drew Forbes has literally played like less than a hundred career snaps. So right. I, yeah. I, I don't. I think he's squarely on the outside looking in. And it's I'll be so interested to see once I don't know when, but when Conklin goes, if it's his last year this year, if he because I he was like like I'm confident that he was at least considering retirement after the injury last year. Like I've heard that wow. like a few times. So um, then you have like you know James Hudson enters the mix, and then Jerdrick Will is like, will you move him to right? Um, because I know that was a question heading into the combine, and then Stefanski cleared the cleared the air, saying, um, "You know, Will is a staying on the left side." Yeah, I tend to think that Hudson's probably the long term Hubbard, so I think Hudson's probably their swing guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I would feel very hesitant to start James Hudson at right tackle in the future. So I think I would be more comfortable even drafting a guy second third round yeah i mean we saw him over there a few times last year i I felt like he was like okay there was nothing like he i remember he had a terrible game and then he i think towards the end of the season he you know really started to show some progress so he got destroyed that Pittsburgh that last Pittsburgh. i mean i felt like everybody held the ball for 15 seconds in that game yeah but then the bengals game it felt like and it was basically backup quarter it was backup quarterback against backup quarterback but uh wills and hudson i think played the one of their best games of the season. Yeah. Like PFF grade wise, uh, which Wills always plays really well against the Bengals. He kicked the shit out of Trey Henderson in the week. What was that? Seven, eight, nine, somewhere on there. But yeah. Hudson's also, you know, this, what is this? His third, fourth year playing offensive line. I mean, right. Yeah. Right. He, he, the defensive tackle at Michigan, and then he transferred to Cincinnati and he was still a defensive yeah. tackle before they switched him over. Yeah. yeah. All fair points. Yeah. Yeah, so let's move around a little bit. Are you guys uh, concerned about this David Bell injury? He's probably going to miss most of camp, sounds like. Uh, so I asked, let me pull this up. I was hit with a, so I worded the question. I was like, yo, so if this was like the season, let's say it was week one, would he be playing on Sunday? And I was hit with, that's a subjective question, but David will be fine. So that leads me towards the end, like, he wouldn't be ready if this was week one. Um, but... I'd be concerned if he's not on the field within like two weeks. Like I'd be starting like, like I don't want this to turn into like Tony Fields of last year. Remember how he was just broke his foot in the yeah. summer. Yeah. And he broke the other one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're not exactly deep behind him and they have shown really no interest in bringing in a veteran receiver. So that might change if this, if this lingers, but we'll yeah, see. I mean, there's some cool guys still on the market. I think that could be a fit. I know who I think we're going to see some vets get cut too. Julio Sutton is actually some established vets get cut too, so I think that could maybe sway their minds a little bit. Did you guys, did you guys uh, see Mary Kay's story about um, Anthony yeah. Schwartz? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was yes. a great article. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was. I feel like a, a pretty. It wasn't even that objective. Like Anthony told his side of the story, and I think he did. Yeah, and he was dead on accurately. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. I I don't I don't want to talk about the guy who's not here too much anymore, but it, it's pretty clear that he. He's got the ego the size of Jupiter. And Brad, does any, anyone in the Browns locker room like out. Baker? <laughs> Wyatt Teller, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> Harley Teller. <laughs> but um, no, I think the Browns are happy. They're moving in a new direction, but I think that includes a lot of people in the locker room. Um, and it was interesting to hear like Nick Chubb's comments when he was on that podcast. Like he did not want to talk about Baker. Like I think Baker. Yeah, obviously, I don't think a lot of people respected Baker in that locker room, but he still had a 
a, a decent presence, like people behind him, obviously Hooper, but he's not here anymore for a reason, probably, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I think the comments people are making about Baker versus Deshaun now, both as like quarterbacks of the Browns, like I think that tells me everything I need to know. No, like there's that good quote in Mary Kay's article yesterday. Um, obviously, I can't remember now, but it was just something about like it's just different. And um, Deshaun actually wants you to talk to him. And that stood out to me. Yeah, especially when, you know, there's all the noise in the background going on with Deshaun and, you know, right. you've, still, you've still got teammates, you know. And that's another good house. point. Like, I I think the players, as far as we know and can tell, and I guess we haven't really been able to tell that much so far, but, like, it seems like everyone's doing a good, good job, best they can to, like, block that noise out. It seems – he seems completely unfazed. Yeah. Deshaun and, does, so, I mean, it's – I mean, yeah, I mean – he was walking. He was jaywalking yesterday, and Bria could go to the <laughs> People overreacted. Like even that got like people up in arms. Like he walked yeah. across the street. Yeah, let's man. Yeah, I just think that video was funny. I, I laughed. <laughs> yeah, we got a nice little feature from Peter in there too. Yeah, yeah. It's I, a, it's a, it's always something. I feel like, but it's gonna be. It's we're just because we're playing football, it might be a little easier to talk about football, but you know, there's still going to be that corner of the internet. That's just never going to, you know, we're always going to have oh, never. It's other stuff to talk about, but. but you know, hopefully we'll know soon and we can just move on. Hopefully. Yeah. So you, I mean, everyone's, I know no, literally no one knows anything, but I mean, everybody's pointing to this week. So do you, th- do you guys think that it actually comes out this week or is it just, I don't know. How I it was... doesn't. How can you go deep into camp without knowing? Like, she seems like she does not care about yeah, anything that's going I get the on vibe outside. That she of... doesn't care. Yeah, I get the vibe <laughs> she doesn't care. Um, I just have an uncomfortable feeling that we're going to be there Saturday. First day of fans will be there. Um, and we all just look down on our phone and we're going to see a notification from Adam, Ian, somebody like that. You're going to hear a and, huge rumble. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to, and you just, let's say it's indefinite suspension where Deshaun will no longer be allowed to participate. So if it's like a four or six game, Deshaun will be allowed to um you know still go through training camp but my understanding is if it's like indefinite he can't be there so imagine let's just say i don't think it's going to be i think i'm under the pressure it's like six to twelve range but let's just say it's indefinite and if sean has to like awkwardly walk off the field in front of a whole bunch Mm. of fans like could you imagine like only in cleveland i feel like well not only that if we're two weeks in like he's if he's taking all the first team reps you know what jacoby's just you know I think, I, I think they purposely went with, I mean, this is not, I think it's like, it's obvious they went with a, a guy who has experience spot starting on short notice right? and can at least be tolerable and get the ball from point A to point B Yeah, I when he needs to. Let's say Watson suspended like eight games, six games. Or, yeah, let's go with six games. I still think Watson's getting like 70% of the first team reps. This is honestly a longer notice than he would have gotten when Andrew Luck retired. Yeah. (laughs) I remember that preseason game. How uncomfortably awkward was that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a longer notice than he got then. Um, And it's a longer notice the first time he came to Indy too, because Scott Tolzien started week one for the Colts that year that Luck got hurt. And then after one week is when they traded, they traded Philip Dorsett to the Patriots for him. So like he started week two on like a week, week's worth of practice. So any sort of the situations with the Colts, this is the longest notice he's ever gotten that like, oh, I could start again. I could be starting. I don't think they knew. Right. Well, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in like the third quarter of like the second or third week. I think his rookie year. He's just been dumped into 
and then he was starting situation. Like, yeah. yeah. So this is honestly, again, the longest, I think even with Tua last year in Miami, like Tua got benched a bunch of times and they threw him in. Like, it's just kind of like most accurate quarterback. Who he is. Tua got benched. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to talk about freaking Tua Tungavailoa, man. <laughs> All right. So if, so for, uh, well, here's the, Sue Robinson knows, right? She knows what she's going to give him. So what if it's like, so Sue has to also write up, I feel like I have to refer to her as like, I feel like Sue's kind of disrespectful. Your Majesty? Sue Sue L. Robinson, yeah. Um, Sue L. Robinson is less disrespectful? Okay. I mean, I don't know. Well, isn't she a judge when you call her the Honorable Robinson? Or Well, I'm not going to do that because she's retired now. No, but, um, you know, yeah, so she has to like issue a big, she has to write her, like, she has to write her findings and what if she knows, but she's just taking forever on that writing. Like what if she's just doing like one page a day or something like who knows, nobody knows. Like, why don't you think Adam or Ian is like covering this exclusively right now? Because they don't know. They don't know. Um, it's just Florio. Like, Oh, I heard eight games. Oh no, I heard 12 games. Wait, no, I heard four games. Wait, and I'm not disrespecting no Florio or anything, but it's like, he throws out a different number every other day though. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think Josina's is the closest to it then? I think Josina. Florio. I wouldn't rule out Kimberly Martin if Kimberly, the Browns get word of it first. I don't think the Browns are getting word of it first. I mean, they. I, I'd be surprised if Sue called, you know, Angie Berry directly or Jimmy Haslam directly. That's fair. I wouldn't sleep on somebody who was covering the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes very correctly, I think, which was, um, you know, Aaron you. Wilson in Houston. I think you. he was... Um, covering all the meetings very right, and then obviously somebody can say, "Well, he didn't cover." He said Cleveland wasn't in the mix, but like Cleveland wasn't until they presented that massive contract. So um, I need I need John McClain to raise from. His yeah, what if he just just to drop a bomb and then head back out? Peace yeah. out. But um, be amazing. So I guess it just depends who gets the news first. Like if the NFL PA gets the news, I think Florio, Josina, somebody like that could leak it. Um, if the NFL gets it first, they could go to the like the Washington Post or like you know somebody like that or they could just give it to Adam or Ian um or if it's or if it's like uh, Rusty Harden then I think it fair game like I, I I don't know there's just so many possibilities of who can leak it we need to get you in touch with Rusty Harden I feel like that's our I, uh, well, I will never reveal my sources but I uh, um Rusty but it's Rusty Harden I, I I just again I will never reveal my sources. <laughs> oh, on, just, just one, just reveal one, just one. Corey Kennan. Um, Corey Kennan. Corey's one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, you know, we'll find out when we find out. I guess it is what it, it is. It should be this is. week. If not this week, we like we have to start asking some questions. Like, what's going on? Like, I think Roger will need to step in at that point. No doubt, no doubt. Well, Brad, Roger could still step in. Yeah, he could. If he doesn't, he could. He could. He, he, he probably would. Will. He overrule a judge. Like you really think he would do the, that? The like? optics would be bad. He could though. Is what I'm saying. I don't I think. Don't he think will, the though. NFL wants the optics. I'm I like, think the NFL wants him on the field just as bad as everybody else. Oh, like, I, just as I, bad as he wants to be on the field. The NFL put out they were pushing for a year for a reason. I think you know. It was. It was. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they had to say. Out in public, like yes. were. Yeah. We're championing this. He needs to be out of here. But behind the closed doors, they're like, Can't get "Are you guy. guys buying that this like the case they brought was just so horrific that it's just?" I mean, they threw one out. So, like, people, I don't think are realizing that the number twenty-two or twenty-six or whatever it was, um, with like I think it was what twenty-six um, at the end, 
that number doesn't come into play. The NFL's number is four right now. Um, the NF, uh, still a big number. <laughs> yeah, four. Yo, trust me. I know. I'm not saying it's not, but yeah. um, they it was five, and Sue L. Robinson threw out one case. Why? I don't know. Nobody knows. But you know that was leaked. So. Um, I think one is more than enough to suspend him for a, a, a large amount of time. But um, honestly, like, I even, like, hate talking about this. Like, I'm a football guy. Like, why do we – like, do you know what I mean? It's just so – Yeah. So, yeah. It's all season. I'm right, yeah. Tears on it, basically. Like, can, we just, <laughs> can we just get on with it? Yeah. Right. We need to know our fate so we can – you know, we're managing expectations at the point. You can, we're just, like, in a – we've been in a holding pattern since – you know, basically they found out that they traded for him. So, right. Not a fun time to be. A, it's a fun time to be a fan. It's also a very unfun time to be a fan. So. Got a, a lot of talent on this team. And, you know, it just, you would, you would hate to see it, you know, have to wait a year or whatever, or whatever it is. But, you know, that's the position the Browns have put themselves in. So, and they, again, let's just remember, they think this is worth it over Baker Mayfield. So, dang, dude. One more shot. I like it. We're a big bash Baker podcast, so I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's part of the facts. <laughs> no, no, it, right. it is. It's objectively true. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, and he's, there's still the writers <laughs> out there. I mean, we've lost a lot of the OU. Um, no, they're not going anywhere. We got Perry and Winfrey, Michael Woods. They're, they're going to stick around. Maybe not as Yeah, that might be a stretch, but we'll have Perry on Winfrey. It's yeah. probably a lock. That's my lock of the century for the he's he's more of a lock than Deshaun Watson at this point. So but yeah, Brad, we really appreciate this, man. Um yeah. but I wouldn't I, I can't let go without asking you at least one tough question. Oh, boy. So, you know, you're the Browns, they're the prodigal son of the Browns, you know, breaking news and stuff like that. <laughs> but you yeah. know, one day you know, you're going to be big time after you break this uh, Deshaun Watson suspension news. You know, you're going to go right to the top. Uh, please don't forget nothing rhymes with orange when you get there. Uh, I, guys, I have not done a podcast. I've, uh, Corey, I think we had a great night um, a couple weeks ago. I think Corey had a little too much to drink, but it was still a fun night regardless. And, um, um, you know, I, I love the opportunity to jump on with you guys. But yeah, I, I have not done a podcast. Uh, people have asked me, I'm starting my own podcast starting tomorrow, but um, you know, you guys are my first podcast I've done this season. Oh shoot! Well, go ahead, plug it. What's it called? The Brad oh, Stamerick Show. Well, yeah, but honestly, I might change it. Um, it's a workshop. Yeah, I mean, That's right cool. now it's the Brad Stamerick Show. Yeah. Cool. It's, we, uh, nothing rhymes with orange was not our first pick. I can't remember what it was, but we. I don't remember what it was either. Probably <laughs> some stupid that Riley came up with that I said no to. That's good. I'm glad Corey had a good time. He needs to let loose every once in a while. He's you know he's been the new father. You know, he's gone through a lot. That was a great night. I think everybody, let me, let me like clarify. Everybody had too much to drink. So Corey was not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I was probably the least hung over of the group though. Oh yeah. I mean, based on the slacker. Oh yeah. These guys were like, Corey, how old are you? Uh, 30. Okay. Well, I was not partaking because of course, you know, my age. Um, but, uh, you know, Cody, you know, they were, they were having fun. Good for them. Good for them. All right. Well, Back to the real stuff. The hardest question you've probably ever been asked. Yep. All right. So you're at the top. You get to choose one of these stories to break. And only one. Okay. You ready? Yep. All right. Patrick Mahomes is traded to the Miami Dolphins for five first round picks. That's choice number one. Choice number two. Russia has surrendered to Ukraine. 
That's choice number two. Choice number three. Skip Bayless is heading back to ESPN to reunite with Stephen A. on first take. Oh, man. I uh, I would feel honored to report that Russia has surrendered. So I, I would uh, I would have to go with number two. It's admiral choice. Probably not the one I choose, but you know, <laughs> I'll let somebody else break that. <laughs> I want to get I the mean, band back together so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think any of those stories would be cool to break. No doubt. Well, thanks again, Brad. We really appreciate you. He is Brad Stainbrook. He is the savant of the Cleveland Browns news breaking business. He is at ESPN Cleveland, OBR, um, and he's starting his own podcast. So you can only you're only allowed to listen to that one if you listen to ours first, though. Of course, of course. Caveat. All right, thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. guys. Thanks for having me. All right, boys. We have. We're not going to do a draft anymore since we actually have some football stuff to talk about. But we are going to, you know, we're we're refreshed. We got some. We're trying to cook up some new content, so we're going to try out some segments. This segment is basically just uh, probably you've probably heard this on every other podcast you've ever listened to your entire life. Um, but it's called Take Quakes. Maybe you haven't heard that. Let's Take Quakes. What's the hottest take you have heard in the last week, boys? Let's start with you, Aaron. I know you're itching to tell us. Yeah, mine's not going to be popular. I can already. I'm. It's, if we do a Twitter vote, vote, I'm. I'm not winning. I already know this. Uh, we don't have to do a Twitter vote. But, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Spirit is not a terrible airline to fly. Okay, that's my hot take. I'll hear you out. Please explain. All right. So look, it's a budget airline. Everybody knows this, right? You pay dirt cheap pricing to get a flight, and people are so quick to jump on why it sucks what's awful about it how they upcharge for like memes a lot of memes, in a lot of memes about it. yeah a lot of memes but obviously like if you're gonna pay 40 dollars to fly across the country like that's gonna come with some budget like you're gonna get a little less legroom like you kind of get what you pay for a little bit um but i think the upside is not only does it let people fly who maybe normally couldn't afford to which is i think is cool but the airline the um the flight attendants do not get enough credit for like being self-deprecating to themselves enough and like joking about the fact that they are on spirit and that it's a budget airline and that everyone there is too poor. I saw this video the other day of this, uh, you know, they do the normal like mumbo jumbo right at the beginning where they're like giving you all the spiel of like where the seatbelt is, all that stuff. And so some lady, I guess, was not wanting to tuck her purse under the, the, um, under the seat in front of her to get out of the way of people's legs or something. And she was like trying to say, Oh, it's expensive, whatever. And the spirit, um, the, I, I keep wanting to say waitress and I know it's not waitress, but the, the, um, flight attendant was basically like, listen, if you could afford a real Louis Vuitton bag, you would not be flying spirit. So we all know it's a fake bag. So just like little things like that, like they know how to like, you know, throw a little jabs both at other people on the plane and themselves. I don't know. It just like sense of humor. You have to have a sense yeah, of humor when you're risking your life. They're down to earth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> risking your life, I think, might be a strong way of putting it. I'm not trying to get sued for libel or anything, but you know, that's my hot take. That spirit is not as bad as it's cracked up to be. If you pay forty dollars for an air, like I expect to maybe not make it to my destination. I mean, I feel like that's <laughs> totally fair. I mean, as long as the flight is not being run by the characters from like chicken run or i don't know what other some other like kids movie where they make a plane out of nothing like if it's a an operating inspected airplane i'll be happy with it 
the people <laughs> the only quality <laughs> only qualification you need to fly spirit airline is to fly in one amusement park airplane ride so that's it <laughs> you ride the dumbo ride one time at disney world where you get to drive up or down whenever you want to and then that's all that's all you need yep they're just all x uh stunt doubles for the top gun movie that's it <laughs> honestly what if like in a couple years we're just basically I mean, rich people already have, uh, you know, Kylie Jenner catching a lot of heat in the streets for uh, traveling private jet, uh, you know, like five minutes down the road. What if like the rich people are just taking like literal like fighter jets places, getting there and like getting across the country in like, you know, an hour. Be pretty cool. I'd be I like to do that. I wonder if you can buy like old ones that they don't use anymore. I know you can buy like old fire trucks or old. You can steal them in Grand Theft Auto. Well, yes, that's true. But you can buy like like fire trucks have like a mileage limit that's like kind of low it's like 10,000 miles or something on them and then you can buy them for like dirt cheap like 5 grand you can buy, buy a basically truck. brand new fire truck I would love to buy a fire Riley truck. you should know this they sell off a bunch of old like army vehicles and stuff too you can basically buy like a tank and shit from that's like oh it's got 10,000 miles on it we're selling Maybe we it. talked about somebody was selling a tank on Facebook Marketplace the other day. So, I mean, this is definitely a thing. <laughs> I totally definitely agree. Tank. <laughs> like school buses and stuff, like people will turn them into oh, yeah. houses and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Van life big, or whatever. That's big Corey vibes right there. Oh, I feel yeah. like if Corey. I did at one point want to live in a bus. No, no. <laughs> I got like, see I like Corey my like lifestyle on a bed driving through house. the Pacific Northwest. I was back when he had a man bun. I wanted one of those big Mercedes sprinters, like one of those sprinter vans. I wanted one of those bad boys. Did this feeling that you're having about living in a bus coincide with the time you spent in California? I didn't know. I've been to California twice, a week at a time. You're just like out there and you're like, yep, this is for me. You saw all the other people living in a van. I stayed in a house both times, in a bed, in a room with air conditioning, in a TV, in a kitchen. Well, if you get a big enough bus, one of those things on a bus too, but yep, you could have all that, Corey. It could be all yours, plus like four or five emergency exits. I could not imagine living with a baby on a bus. I feel like a lot of people do it, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm sure they are. They're, they're, they have much bigger spirits than me. I uh, went to high school with this girl who definitely did not shower very often, um, even before the bus. She have dreads. Yep. Sure did. <laughs> Nailed and it. She like she had a baby on the bus, I think, and she like started a GoFundMe because she was like, "Hey, we need help traveling in our van, like around the country and stuff, like for gas and stuff." And I was just like, "Well, yeah, because you don't have a job because you live in a bus." Like, I don't know. Those people are on, but you know what, Corey? I don't want to talk too much shit because you were that guy. I don't. No, I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't live on a bus. Sounds like you're a big bus guy, like theoretical Jesus. bus. Theoretical bus. No. All right, Corey. Wait, did you already do your hot take? No, because you've been talking all. You haven't done yours yet either. Yeah, I kind of forgot what mine was. You go ahead. All right. So Brown's Twitter finds something to freaking throw fits about on the daily. So yeah. good job, Jay Berghard Twelve. Uh, you made you made the list this week. You're going to give him that shine? With this banger of a tweet. In quotations. Rosen has potential to be really good. Give him a chance. Same person. In quotations. Baker is a bust. In just average. This fan base, man. 
Nobody fucking said that. Not a, not a single person said that. And nobody. Who said, oh yeah, this fourth quarterback we got, give him a chance. <laughs> give that guy a chance. There's a lot of people calling for the right. guy who put out with the Dolphins and the Falcons and the 49ers and the Cardinals. That's the guy. Nobody fucking said that. He's a camp arm. I mean, that I think the whole Browns Twitter react, reacted to that in just like a crazy way. Like somehow Josh Rosen was going to be starting week one if, you know, like, hey, we need Josh Rosen if Deshaun Watson can't play. Like, I don't think, I, I feel like the other two guys, you know, that have been here for like, you know, three months is probably the reason, you know, they're here. But, you know, I just want people to talk about. But, you know, the Cardinals didn't want Josh Rosen. 49ers didn't want Josh Rosen. The Falcons the didn't want Josh Rosen. The Falcons, the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. I mean, like, the dude's been on, like, more teams than Frank Gore at this point. So, I mean, <laughs> and most of the time he hasn't even gotten past the practice squad. So, I mean, I just – that's a wanna... that's a weird one, man. A lot of people wanted Josh Rosen to be a Brown when, you know, with the 2018 draft. So, just, like – and it doesn't even – like, you know, Marcus Russell played, like, a decent amount of games in the NFL, and we knew this guy – did not have it. Josh Rosen played like seven games for the Cardinals here. Like it wasn't a lot. And it just never like he just I don't is he just like that bad? Or do you think it's just more circumstance? Uh I think he's that bad. I mean, you're not like if you were good, you wouldn't bounce to six teams already. Like that's he was drafted in 2018. So I mean Sam Darnold's made it to just two teams. Gonna be three here soon, but like, even Sam Darnold has made a lot of money. So what, what's what's going on here, buddy? He's just not very good. I feel like there were mixed re reviews about him too, even draft like before the draft, leading up to the draft, where some people either thought Rosen was going to be like a top three guy or should be a top three guy, and other people were like, get this guy out of the first round. Like he was one of those guys I remember hearing a lot of really like polar opposite. Like you either loved him and thought he was awesome. Or you thought, what is wrong with everyone? He's terrible, which I thought was interesting. And there's a lot, a big perspective that like he has always come from money and he's stuck up and rich and yeah, work ethic, all that stuff too. Also, just like a funny side note, someone screenshotted his Twitter profile, which you know screenshots whatever. But uh, like a, I think it was like a day or two after he had already signed with the Browns, they're like, this is just Rosen's profile. His uh, profile picture is from when he was drafted by the Cardinals. His banner picture at the top of his profile is him on the Dolphins with a Dolphins background. His bio says that he's a QB for the Atlanta Falcons, dot, dot, dot. Josh Rosen is currently on the Cleveland Browns. Not that you have to, like, stay up on your Twitter and stuff, but it was just one of those funny little, like, coincidences of, like, this guy's been around. He kind of looks like he doesn't care, and why are we still talking about him? Yeah. Again, I think he's a camp arm. The most potential he has is okay. Can you can you beat out Josh Dobbs to be the backup while Watson's suspended? Because when Watson comes back, they historically they've only carried two quarterbacks and one on the practice squad. So like, okay, like while Watson's suspended, can you be Brissett's backup? Like that's it. The minute Watson comes back, that that guy's going back on the practice squad. Yeah. No, I think it'd, I would be surprised if he. I just I don't still think he's very good. I mean. And it's hard to say because we barely got to see him, but it's just like you can't even get off of a practice squad, which 
you know, you're a former first round pick, you think you'd get the benefit of the doubt over, you know, some six rounder from like 2015 that they're like stashing, but weird times, but okay. Yeah. That's a hot take. Um, what was his name again? Got to give him a shine. Uh, Jay Burkhart. Congratulations. Congrats, Jay Burkhart. You made it onto the elusive. You're definitely not listening because only like 50 people do. But if you hear this, come back. Well, you know, we're going to get our listens up now that we're refreshed. I think people knew that, you know, mom and dad were getting stale. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's tough. But, you know, we're, hey, we're back. We're back. Football's back. It helps when football's back. It's definitely a lot easier to talk about stuff when, you know, People are, when they're in shorts and helmets, but we'll be there. Dude, the season's about to start, basically. We're in training camp. We made it. The offseason's over. It's I mean, wild. Like, they're going to be playing preseason games in like three weeks, right? Yes. Sooner for the uh, Hall of Fame game. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's crazy. And I and I need it so bad. My uh my takeaway isn't very good. I really just couldn't find couldn't figure it out very much. I couldn't fi- find a good one. Mine is I'm just over Aaron Rodgers. He's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you showing up to training camp looking like that? He's got like a weird wrist tattoo now. Like it's just weird. I'm over He's him. Kind of a weird dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry. There. Sorry. Uh, my I'll I'll do better next week. Yeah, that segment was real shitty for debuting hey, at this. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, we're we're workshopping it as we like to say. Oh man, yeah, it's a workshop. We gotta try a couple different things, see what sticks. But you know, what we'll you know, I'll I'll work on mine a little bit. You know, I'll have a better one next week. I'll improve. I'm only going up, so. And so are you. Thank. So are you. And so are you, Aaron. I'm so proud of you guys. Thanks for coming back. Thank you, you know, guys. I know we all had to take some time for ourselves to rediscover who we are, but we're back, baby. Nothing Rhymes with Orange is back, and we're happy that you're back. Thanks for listening. This is Nothing Rhymes with Orange. He's Corey Kennan. I'm Ryan McCormick, and we will talk to you next week. (laughs) 